Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gass Show, a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gass Show. I pray it blesses you. Good morning, my friend. It's uh, with a heavy heart that I come to you this morning to tell you that... um, We've been praying for our friends Hank Yon and Inika in Holland, and I got a message from Hank Yon this morning that Inika has passed away of her glioblastoma. So we want you to be in prayer for them. And, and you know, I know there's a lot of people in pain. There's a lot of things happening in the world, and I don't, don't know about most of them. Um, but Hank Yon and Inika kind of got into our hearts, and we've just been really pulling for her and pulling for them. And and so now it starts a, a new phase of Hank Yon's life and the grieving. And, and so just be there um, in prayer, support them, and carry them a little bit, okay? The music that you're hearing is a song that I wrote 15 or 16 years ago for Lisa, and it's called Enigma. And it kind of plays back and forth between the minor and the major chord in this movement, and, and it just really reflects the fact that joy and there's pain and there's peace and there's fear and doubt all mixed up together in life most of the time and Leonard Cohen in the song Hallelujah wrote about the minor fall and the major lift and if you don't know what that means go look up Leonard Cohen's song Hallelujah and you'll hear him sing that and you'll feel it in the lyric and the, and the music well Enigma is sort of that for me it's this movement back and forth and the tension in life so sort of appropriate right now you know we're, we're praying for Hank Yon and his new journey that he's on now and for lots of you that have written in and, and, and communicated with us and just wanted to give you this music now, if you, I don't know if you like hearing music or not mixed into the podcast drop me a line Lee at drleewarren.com let me know if you like to hear the music if you don't what you think about what's going on give me some ideas about what we can pray for for you and We'd love to hear it from you. And that's how we connected with Hank Young, frankly, is uh, he reached out and we became friends. So let's hear from you. And so Enigma is that sort of back and forth tension. And one thing that happens when you're going through something hard is you feel and often hear in your head a story. And sometimes that story is, is hard for you to process and sometimes it's harmful to you and you start to believe it. And it's not always the truth. And we have this voice in our head that's not always accurate. And that's sort of what we're going to talk about today. So uh, this all felt appropriate to bring to you um, as we're talking about the voice that we hear in our heads. And especially at a time when you're going through something hard, that voice tends to be um, excessively negative and harmful. And, and it's not always true. So how do you tell? Well, in fiction, there's a thing called an unreliable narrator. It's a device that um, authors use sometimes where you start to understand that the narrator telling the story might not be telling the whole truth. And that's what happens inside your head. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And 
I'll just give you a few more minutes of Enigma here, a few more seconds of Enigma here to start us out today. Well, there you go. There's uh, Enigma. So, you know, there's an old movie called Joe Dirt. And I'm not endorsing the movie, by the way. I haven't seen it in many years. So I can't remember if there's anything in there you ought not to see or not. But we don't, Lisa and I actually don't listen to or watch a lot of movies these days because it seems like there's so little helpful content that's wholesome and positive. And that sort of reflects what this episode's about, by the way, is this idea of learning to protect the narrative of what you hear in your head. We'll talk more about that later, but but there's an old show, Joe Dirt, and there's a character by Christopher Walken, uh, who is a mob hitman who's in witness protection, so he's pretending to be a janitor, and there's a scene where this guy tells Joe that nobody wants him around, and here's what Christopher Walken says in response to that. Hey, you're talking to my guy all wrong. It's the wrong tone. Do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. <laughs> I'm not advocating stabbing anybody in the face with a soldering iron, by the way. But every time I think of that line, I think of our good friend Vinny Garasio, who worked for us in Alabama, and now he lives in Florida with his lovely wife, Lindsay, who also used to work for us. Um, and they're two, and I think the third child is on the way. Hey, Vinny, if you're listening, we love you guys. We miss you. We're praying for you. Hope you're doing well. So, but Vinny could imitate that voice perfectly. So, you know, hey, you're talking to my guy all wrong. <laughs> And he just cracked me up with his imitation of Christopher Walken because it was so spot on. But the idea here is I'm bringing up the scene because sometimes the person who says the meanest and most hateful, harmful things to you is you. So today I want to just talk for a few minutes about how bad it is for your brain and your spirit when you're talking to your guy or your gal all wrong, now, especially in times when you've recently undergone something hard, you've lost somebody, you've been through something difficult. That's when that narrator starts to talk even more loudly and blaming and accusing and making you feel like it's never going to be okay again. So today we're going to talk about how we talk to ourselves because life is hard enough without being too hard on yourself, friend. We need to talk about how we talk to ourselves. We're going to look at something that good writers do sometimes when they create in fiction a device, what's called an unreliable narrator. And it works great in fiction. It works great in movies to keep the reader or the watcher guessing and to unfold a story to shape the reader's perspective about how the story is playing out. But the worst thing you can do to yourself in real life is to listen to an unreliable narrator who tells you the wrong story about your own life. Listen, friend, you are my friend, and I want to help you become healthier and feel better and be happier. So today, we're going to learn how you can stop talking to your guy all wrong. And we're going to start stopping it today. Hey, I'm so glad to have you listening today. It's with a heavy heart that I come to you, but also a hopeful heart. we got a lot of stuff going on. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my beautiful wife, Lisa. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and we're here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get that done. You can get the show notes and more on my website at wleewarnmd.com and add the slash newsletter if you want to connect with this growing community of folks around the world who are working together 
to help us have more positive lives. Hey, if you like the show, if you think it's valuable, please subscribe and please share it with a friend because we're trying hard to get to 20,000 downloads a month. Help me share the message around the world if you think it's valuable. Hey, I'm Dr. Lee Warren. The podcast is about changing our minds so we can change our lives. So let's get after it. Okay. I read a great novel recently. You've heard me talk about it before. The Beekeeper of Aleppo by Christy Lefteri. She's a wonderful British writer. She was actually on the podcast a few months ago. It's a terrific book. Maybe the best novel I've ever read. And I don't want to give too much away in case you haven't read it. But at some point in the story, you start wondering if the main character is really seeing some of the things he says he is seeing. You start questioning the truth of the story as told by the narrator. And it makes for stunning page-turning fiction as your brain starts trying to see the truth, even though Nuri, the narrator, is describing his version of it to you. There's a great article in a website called Book Riot, and I'll put a link in the show notes. There's a lady named Emily Martin who wrote a description of what an unreliable narrator is in fiction, and she gives a list of 50 books that use that device, and I'll, I'll share the link for you. But here's what Emily Martin said about it. Whenever we encounter a first-person narrator in a novel, we as readers know that we're getting a character's version of the story rather than directly witnessing the events as they actually happened. So in one way, you could argue that every first-person narrator is an unreliable narrator. But some narrators are more trustworthy than others. A narrator is unreliable when we have reasons to doubt the versions of events he or she is presenting to us as factual in a story, whether it be for reasons of mental instability or self-preservation. We know the narrator isn't disclosing everything to us or isn't telling us the whole truth. Now, some of the most famous books with unreliable narrators are Withering Heights, The Sound and the Fury, Gone Girl, The Catcher in the Rye. There's a recent bestseller, I particularly didn't like it all, called The Silent Patient. But these are all books that have unreliable narrators. And it's great in fiction. Even movies, think about A Beautiful Mind or any of the M. Night Shyamalan movies. There's one place where an unreliable narrator can be devastating, though, and that is in your own head. So it's great in fiction, it's great in movies, it's terrible when it's happening in your own head. Because the six inches between your ears is the most precious real estate on earth to you because you have to listen to it and to whatever it says for your entire life. And I've told you before that you're hardwired to feel and remember negative things five times more powerfully than positive things. And we all know the ant problems. We have automatic negative thoughts that Dr. Daniel Emmon talks about. We all have that ant problem. There's automatic negative thoughts that pop up all the time in our heads. So if we think about our thinking for a second, we'll quickly realize that at times we are the least reliable people to be listening to about our own selves. I don't want to belabor the point. We've talked a lot before about biopsying our thoughts and thinking about our thinking. I'm writing a whole book about infinitely happier, how we're going to do that. But today I want to give you some scriptures and some ways to handle the unreliable narrator in your head because you shouldn't be wandering around in your life listening to a narrative about yourself that's false. So here's three really common false narratives that we hear in our heads and some replacement thoughts to use when you hear them. The first one, almost all of us hear this from time to time, God can't love me. I've done too much in the past for him to ever forgive me. Friend, this is absolutely false. When you hear that, when you hear God can't love you, doesn't love you, here's what you say. Hey, you're talking to my guy all wrong. Yeah, you're talking to my guy all wrong. Stop that because Isaiah 118 in the New Living Translation says this. God says, come now, let's settle the matter. 
Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. Hebrews 8.12 says, I will forgive your wickedness, and I will never again remember your sins. Psalm 103.12 says, He has removed our sin as far from us as east is from the west. Friend, He does love you. God does love you, and He will forgive you. So much so that He sent His only Son to die for you. John 3.16, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. You tell the voice, you're going to stab it in the face with a soldering iron if it doesn't cut it out. Now, don't really do that. That's your own voice, so don't stab yourself in the face. But tell the voice. Fight for your narrative, friend. Fight for it with truth. Replace that false narrative with truth. Here's a second one that you hear all the time. I can't do that. It's impossible. I'm not, insert here, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not educated enough. I'm not big enough. I'm too old. I'm too young. You tell that stupid, unreliable narrator that he's talking to your guy all wrong. Here's the replacement thought for you. Philippians 4.13, I, and put your own name in here, Lee can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Sally can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lisa can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hankyon can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It doesn't leave an exception. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me unless I am Lee Warren in Nebraska. It doesn't say that. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Romans 8.37 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So when the narrator says, I can't do that, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, you tell it. Hey, you're talking to my guy all Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gash Show a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gass Show. I pray it blesses you. You're talking to my guy all wrong. Cut it out. You can do it. You are enough. God says so. Stop talking to my guy all wrong. The third one, the situation is too hard. I will never make it through. I'm not strong enough. I'm too scared. I'm too weak. I am terrified. That is false, friend. Here's what God says about it. Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. You're talking to my guy all wrong. Second Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given you a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. So when that stupid false narrator says you are too weak and you're too scared, you tell it, God didn't give me that spirit. God gave me a spirit of power and love and self-discipline, not fear. You're talking to my guy all wrong. What are some other ones you can think of? What are some other ways in which your unreliable narrator comes after you? Here are some of mine, some of the ones that are consistent for me. The first one is that I don't feel smart enough. I hear in this voice in my head that says, hey, dummy, you'll never be able to do that. And look, I know that sounds ridiculous because, I mean, if you look at objectively in my life, you know, I got an MD, graduated from college, summa cum laude with a degree in biochemistry, got an MD, got a coveted spot, one of 400 applicants for a neurosurgery spot in Pittsburgh. I mean, brain surgeon, two patents, published books, all those things, married to the most amazing person in the world. 
I know objectively on paper I should feel accomplished and smart. But I'm telling you, I'm just being honest with you because I know you're feeling the same way. I struggle with that. And perhaps that's why I've done a lot of the things that I've done, maybe trying to prove to myself that I am actually not an idiot. So I'm only saying that, I'm only revealing that about myself because I know you feel those things too. Because the unreliable narrator is in all of our heads. I'm not lovable is another one. And honestly, I struggle with that so much in my life before I met Lisa. And she's largely, the Lord has broken that chain from me. But I needed other people's approval so desperately in my life. It was unhealthy for many years. I needed the approval of other people. And now I need Lisa's and God's and that's it. I don't need your approval, friend. I, I want you to be uh, appreciative of the work that I'm doing for you, but I'm doing it because I need it as much as you do, not because I want you to tell me how great I am. I'm doing this work because I'm called to it, right? That's why I do what I do. I want you to do what you do because God's calling you to it, not because you need people to tell you that you're good, because you are good. God settled that. The narrator can tell you you're not lovable, but God put his life on the line for you, friend. The other one that happens to me a lot is I hear this voice that says I wasn't a good enough dad for Mitch before he died. These are really hard thoughts for every parent who's lost a child, but I guarantee you that we all find ways to say, what if I had done this or what if I had done that or maybe I should have done that or I wish I had done this. And you can't get those moments back. So when that narrator is saying those things to you, it's not from the Lord because he can't fix that in the past. You blame yourself for some part of that loss every day for the rest of your life. I'm sure it's true if you lose a spouse. I'm sure it is, but it certainly is when you lost a child. So those are just some some of the unreliable narrator thoughts that pop into my head. What are some that you think of? But when those things happen, all you can do is tell it, you're talking to my guy all wrong. Cut it out. Stop saying that to me because I got my life to live here, friend. This, by the way, is why I listen to worship music. Worship music helps me control the running narrative in my head. You've got this baseline, almost constant stream of thought, and a lot of it is negative. So when there's a gap, when there's some silence, I want the things that pop into the silence, those into those inactive, passive parts of my mind, I want something good to pop in there. Because for whatever reason, for me, song lyrics or melodies tend to come to me when I'm letting my mind go into idle. So when I'm ruminating on a song involuntarily, it becomes a good litmus test of what things I've been putting in my brain lately. I love the mornings when I wake up and the first thing I think of, literally sometimes the first thing I think of, is a lyric from a song or a scripture that I read. This morning I woke up and the first thought I heard was Andrew Peterson singing the old song, uh, Calling Out Your Name. Just a beautiful song about the prairie and how God shows up in the wilderness. And and I can hear the prairie calling out your name. It's actually an old Rich Mullins song, but Andrew Peterson's version is amazing to me. And that was in my head this morning, which means I put good stuff in my brain and my heart yesterday. But some days I wake up with Bobby McGee from Chris Christopherson. No, Bobby thumbed diesel down just before it rained. I hear that and I'm like irritated because I can't get that stupid song out of my head, even though it's a great song. But it's not a song that I want to be populating my heart. A song about two hobos riding around the nation committing adultery with each other and then breaking up. (laughs) That's not the song that I want in my head. I'd rather have, like I did yesterday, I'd rather wake up with Tommy Walker singing, Oh, how I love you more than words can say. 
in the deepest heartfelt way. Sorry, I'm singing to you at four o'clock in the morning, but I'm making the point that you want to put good things in your heart. I'd rather have Tommy Walker singing, Oh, How I Love You, than Def Leppard singing about pouring sugar on somebody, because that just sounds sticky. I'm sorry. Look, friend, life is hard, and it's hard enough without you having to spend your time figuring out whether you can trust the voice in your own head. And sometimes, though, we got to be careful, because the Holy Spirit will convict you. He'll tell you hard things. He'll say, Hey, Buddy, you need to change this. But the the trick is to learn how to discern between the Holy Spirit when he's when he's convicting you of sin or calling you to a higher standard or telling you you need to cut some things out. That's different than the conviction of the unreliable narrator. And how do you know the difference? Well, the difference is if it brings conviction and a desire to change and peace if you follow that path, and that's from the Lord. But if it brings shame or a sense of helplessness or loss or impossibility, that's not from God. God's correction will always bring an opportunity for healing and peace, and and you'll see a little light. You'll know if you follow that path, it'll get better. Hope that things will change, not fear or shame. 2 Corinthians 7.10 says, For the kind of sorrow God wants... The kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. So you look out for the fact that the the narrator is telling you something that brings shame or guilt or fear or pain or a sense of impossibility, and when that happens, you say... Talking to my guy all wrong. It's the wrong tone. It's the wrong tone. When the Holy Spirit talks to you, friend, it brings you opportunity to see some light if you follow the path away from where you've been. You'll see some opportunity to feel hope if you and you'll know if I take this path, I'm gonna find hope again. That's what the Holy Spirit calls you to. So when you're spending your life with thoughts running around in your head, and you're wired to where most of them are going to be negative because that's a protection mechanism. You've got to learn how to use those powerful frontal lobes and call yourself to a higher standard of thinking. I want you to find the narrator in your head and your heart that's from the Lord that calls you to better and not accuses you of worse. Because when you're talking to your guy all wrong, that puts you in a position of reacting to all this negativity instead of growing this hope in your heart to make yourself have a better day, a better future, to become healthier and feel better and be happier, to change your mind so you can change your life. So stop talking to your guy all wrong. This is self-brain surgery, friend. It's biblical. It's good neuroscience. It's good self-care, and it'll help. But you got to tell that guy. Hey, you're talking to my guy all wrong. Tell him to stop talking to your guy all wrong. And you need to start today. Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren Podcast is brought to you by I've Seen the End of You, a neurosurgeon's look at faith, doubt, and the things we think we know, available from Waterbrook, Penguin Random House, everywhere books are sold. And don't forget to support your local booksellers. Please subscribe to my newsletter, wleewarnmd.com slash newsletter. Let me know you got there by sending me an email, lee at drleewarren.com. The newsletter is where this thing really connects you to the world of other believers, other people trying to use the power of neuroscience to change their minds and change their lives. Subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. Connect with us on social media at Dr. Lee Warren and at Lisa D. Warren on Instagram and Twitter. 
And again, my website, wlewarnmd.com, for more information about everything that I'm doing. And the theme music for the show is Blue Highway by Pottington Bear, available free at freemusicarchive.org. Remember, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and you have to start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. I'm going to play Enigma for you again at the end of this, just in case you want to hear it. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.